business is it is another week in the books with the on deck tv show i, I am spike lou man holla at your boy animal brown animal underscore brown if you're looking for me on social absolutely i am spike lou on them same social sites holla at your boy boy how what it do ab how'd your juneteenth go you pop any <laughs> fireworks you shoot any niggers or anything <laughs> for juneteenth None of that. None of that. Happy June team. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there, man. I saw a lot of love online being shown to the dads. Much respect. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the dads out there that listen to the show, man. We appreciate y'all holding it down, being accountable for your little ones out there, man. This generation has done a great job. Way better generation did. Well, my father's. All right, man. It's been an eventful week. So we're going to get into Boosie going to court and getting his charges dropped and then ended up getting locked up by the feds. The Rolling Stone releases their 100 greatest East Coast song. Drake talks about his involvement with the Yeezus doc that came out and how that fell through. Gunner and Killer Mike both dropped albums. We'll talk about those. But first, since I mentioned Killer Mike, A.B., start there. A lot of scuttlebutt back and forth about what Killer Mike did over the weekend with his Michael album. He's been on a hell of a press run, A.B. I got a simple question for you, man. One weekend, that's all you've been able to listen to it. Fuck sitting and digesting and all that stuff. Did Killer Mike just drop the album of the year with Michael? Um, I'm not going to hold you. As of right now, today... It's album of the year. I don't know if that's, and I don't want to downplay it because it's not because the year has been quiet because the album is fire, but the al- the year has been quiet. Like, let's keep it a stack. I will say this though, and we talked about this on the show. I am not the biggest Killer Mike fan as it relates to his solo music or hell, his group music at that. Killer Mike is one of the handful of rappers I would rather just hear them tell me what they got to say. <laughs> just say it in an interview. Mm. Um, I don't need to hear it over a beat. I still want to hear what he got to say, and I respect what he got to say. I just don't be wanting to hear it in the musical form. Um, I can throw David Banner and Lupe Fiasco in that same bucket as well. Just tell me. Um, but I will say this, though. I was thoroughly impressed with that Michael. I'm not going to front the production it gave a throwback album feel to it um shout out to big jeff in the group chat he talked about man 316s beat changes transitions <laughs> all of that shit dog it's like, it's a very it, it it feels like he took his time with it and it took a minute to put together um uh, well placed features i i really enjoyed it grown man talk on there um of course killer mike is a hell of a rapper so i'm 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 glad that he put this out and i'm gonna tell you what it reminded me of Listening to it, I immediately thought of Sai Had a Princess No Dope on Sundays. It gave me mm. that vibe from an Atlanta rapper 
on some grown man shit. That's what it sounded like. I put it in the same vein as the Kendrick double album last year and to a, a somewhat of another lesser extent, 444. All in that same realm, um, but it's very strong. And as of right now, as of today, it's absolutely album of the year. We, what's, what say you? Um, When you said it made you feel like, like people that listen to this podcast know, man, one of my favorite albums is Riding Dirty, UGK. The reason being is because it makes you almost feel like, hey, man, from the beginning to the end, just hop in the car with me, ride with me, let me tell you these stories about where I'm from, who I am, what I do. And I think that Killer Mike did that shit perfectly. Mm-hmm. You talk about really not wanting to hear his music, more so wanting to hear his interviews, because in his interviews, people like you and I, like we gonna, we, we get more from that usually because he's more introspective, talking about more things that we can relate to. And when he's doing his music, it's more so on some rapidy rap stuff, like the Run the Jewels, the stuff with LP, even their music excuse me even his album rap music is more rapidly rap than i than my taste is so i was doing a uh preview thing with this with the dead and hip-hop guys and i was like man i really wish i just hope that, that he do a soulful like southern unapologetic album and you know how you want something to eat and like you know exactly what it is that you want to eat and you get it and that shit hit the spot because it was exactly what you wanted that's what this album was for me like as soon as I listened to it and got done listening to it, I'm like, this is it. This is what I've always wanted Killer Mike to do based off the interviews that I've seen and the TV shows that I'm a fan of and all the stuff that he does. This is what I wanted from Killer Mike. So, yeah, when you talk about album money, yeah, man, absolutely. And that's not to knock anybody that came out. And that's not to say that it was just a slow year, but it's just he was talking about this on Joe Button and how it took him two years to do it. And one of the, the dopest things he said and what you and I have talked about with music and how it feels different from when you and I grew up he said man I surrounded myself with the greats when I was making this album he was like yeah it's cool for niggas that they're trying to get into the industry oh you make beats and you do all right and you got a couple placements like that's cool but in this album, that ain't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the niggas that's perfect. I'm looking for the no IDs. I'm looking for like the niggas that's going like gonna hold me to a higher standard where hey man go in there and do the verse over because you said this one word wrong those are the niggas that i'm looking for to work with on this album and you were saying how iron sharpens iron and joe button brought it up too when he mentioned he was like bro when i listened to this album as an artist as an mc he said i could tell how hard it was to make this he was like because so much shit on here is perfect i could tell you did it numerous amounts of time and went over it and over it and over it that nigga said that he had seven verses for that Joe Button, oh excuse me, for the um Andre three thousand and future song, Damn. he said he he said I did it seven times. He said niggas kept telling me, oh no, nah, that's it. And then I do another nigga said, oh that's it. He's like I did it seven times just to make sure. He like that was the type of effort that I put forth on this album. And I think that's the difference when the nigga like a hop in a group chat and say the next day with an album like this, oh no, nah, this is one of the best albums of the year. You can tell the work a nigga's put in on it. Yeah, you can tell sure. the difference from the microwave shit that come out and nigga like, oh, that's all right. I ain't going to be listening to it in two weeks, but it's okay for right now for the weekend when we out riding because it came out on Friday. But this album right here, bro, I haven't stopped listening to this shit since it came out. Like yeah. repetitive back to back to back because it's that good and just appreciating what's on there. So yeah, I think he dropped the album of the year. And not to mention, I got a list of stuff that's supposed to come out this year. And I don't, it, 
You tell me when there's somebody that you hear that can make a better album probably than this. Offset supposed to drop Lil TJ, J Rock, maybe, mm. Kid Cudi, Doja Cat, Nas, Schoolboy, Nicki Minaj, JID, Chance, Polo G, Travis Scott, Quavo, Trippy Red, Future Metro Boomin'. Pusha T has the gangster grills. Lil Wayne's coming mm. out with the Carter Six. Lil Uzi, ASAP Rocky, Roddy Rich, and Young Thug. Those are the upcoming scheduled releases for the rest of the year. Maybe Schoolboy Q, but that's that's asking a lot. I mean, it's it's it, the the here's the thing though. It's usually hard to predict the album of the year ahead of time. A lot of times it'll sneak up on you. And this may be one of them years because out of those people you named, I don't see them putting a, that type of effort into something like this. That's not to say that they won't put out something good. It's just not going to hit like this slumber with Jagged Edge where he talk about, you know what I'm saying, who he thought he was going to have his baby mama with and all this type of stuff. Like, it's not going to hit like that high and holy with Ty Dolla Sign or that motherless with shout out Aaron Mother's Allen Kane. Or that's something for junkies, which immediately made me think of Snowfall and how that ended. Or that spaceship mm. views when the beat changed from currency to killer Mike. I don't hear anybody doing anything like that. Uh, the people you just named, respectfully. This is a full body of work that took years to put together, you can tell. And, and like it's it's very, very, very strong. Very strong. It's gonna be tough to beat. Somebody may come off the top ropes. I don't know who. I'm not even gonna try to name who. If Sahai drops, maybe that's possible. He'll put some shit into this right here. But I don't. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who else. It it won't be Roddy Rich, respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> and just for the simple fact of what you said, man, like who else is going to take this much time and do these many things and, and put as much effort into the album as we see with this? I don't see it. And you got to think, Killer Mike hasn't dropped a solo album, bro, since twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been 10 years. He got 15 years off to get this. He had 10 years to get shit off his chest. So he said something really important too on this interview. He said, Man, I wasn't comfortable with he said that COVID almost took him out. He said he was down two weeks with COVID. Mm. And he said, I wasn't comfortable with going out with niggas saying, Oh, he had a lot of potential. Like I had to have a project that met the potential of what people felt that I am. And that was some powerful shit to say. That's real. And then backing it up, right? So that was dope as fuck. Hey, boy, that COVID, boy, listen, had a lot of niggas rethinking shit. Especially <laughs> if, like, you a husky nigga. Hey, that COVID Facts. was scary. He said had him down two weeks, nigga. Jeez. When last time nigga just been down two weeks? Like, niggas just don't be yeah. down two weeks for nothing. And wondering, though. And you done heard That's shit, and you like, man, niggas is dying. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't feel good. I can't bounce back. Hell, yeah. Niggas ain't playing. Real quick, though, speaking of that, though, rest in peace. We'll take it to Houston real quick. Rest in peace, Big Pokey. Mm-hmm. Man, passed away. They said he he passed oh, out state. during a show, which is crazy. That's scary as a motherfucker. And then uh, succumbed to whatever it was. They haven't officially announced it. But uh, Houston legend, uh, Big Pokey. That was, I see two reports. One, he was 45. One, he was 48. I don't know what's the correct one, but um, condolences to friends, family, and fans for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, next up, man, Gunna was a somewhat eventful weekend in hip hop. Gunna dropped his album, uh, A Gift and a Curse. Um, all him, no features whatsoever. Um, 
he bet on himself, man. Dropped the album Dolo by himself, 15 tracks. Did the gamble pay off? It's still hard to say. Because a lot, of, I haven't listened to it. I haven't gotten to it yet. I've been listening to that Killer Mike. But a lot of the back and forth that I've seen is some people say, oh, well, you're listening to a rat, of course. And then some people like, man, I don't give a fuck about none of that. This shit bang. Like 15 for 15 tracks. I ain't got nothing to do with him. YSL, Street Life, none of I don't care about none of that. The nigga put out good music. So you brought this up earlier, and this is going to be the key to the answer to this question is, how are his peers going to respond to it? What's the industry going to say? Is he going to be able to get features in the future, or does he going to have to keep doing it this way? Like, I just got to keep making banging-ass music that the people like, and I ain't going to get no spins, I ain't going to get no features, I ain't going to get no uh, top-end production because nobody fucks with me. And I've seen a lot of nobody fucking with him as far as from his peers. Yeah. Like I seen like the young thug drop the barcode for his shit. And I've seen niggas who are on a lesser status, of course, that, from him. So they got a lot to gain from I'll be like, fuck Gunner. And they saying, oh, we don't listen to him. He's a rap. But again, I've seen a lot of people, just regular people, just I'm here for the music. Ah, uh, this banging. Like, yeah, I'm not going to not listen to this because this is banging. So it's kind of a gift and a curse. Maybe he goes independent. Maybe it continues to take that route where he has to be independent. Or maybe his peers start to open up. Yeah. Um, I will say I did check it out. I was in, I was interested to hear what it sounded like. And it, it is actually pretty good. The 15 for, for 15 is gas. That's that's people gassing it. But it is good, <laughs> though. And I was actually surprised. He does sound lonely on there, though. Not going to lie. He mm. does sound uh, boxed out. He does sound like he wants to go kick it with his friends, but they're beefing right now, so he can't. Mm. Um, but with that being said, I got to get to him because this is all him. You don't see how often do you see somebody put an album out with no features in 2023? Like it's rare. Um, so for him to do that on here and for it to sound the way it does, because it does sound good. There are some joints on here that bang. Not even gonna lie. Uh, I think I may have heard one producer tag on here. Like I'm looking at the producer list. I don't know how. I don't know most of these niggas. I don't know. Shout out to Kenny Stunton. Shout out to fucking, I don't Dobson and Flo. Who the fuck is, I don't know who that is, but salute to them because they laced them with some, with some heat. But I wanted to know, could he do it by himself? Could he do it without the big dog producers? Could he do it without the big dog features? He's, he dropped a couple of videos. He's dolo in all of the videos. Like, and I, you kind of feel a certain type of way. Like you said, the industry seems to be boxing him out. But the overwhelming sentiment online was, hey, this shit actually kind of riding, though. Like, And so I guess that's really all that matters. That's who's going to buy the tickets to the show. That's who's going to buy the merch. And that's who's going to stream it. So um, I will say this. It's easily better than uh, Dirk album. Yeah, I, I know. Really? Man, it's frying that. I frying it. And a lot of people saying that online, too, and they were not lying. Hmm. So does that? So let's say you worked at three hundred. I think that's who YSL on the well. Like, does that? Do you put more money behind the deluxe? Are you trying to get people to place on this album, or are you just continue like I'm just gonna see what it do? No, this was a good test run. This to, I, I like that he's putting his head down. And he's just put. He's just putting in the work. Let's just see what happens. Like, see what the sentiment is online. The same way, nigga, uh, anytime anything controversial goes on, man, people do research and development. They see, they check the temperature. Nike checks the temperature before they decide if they're going to cut cap or not. They check the temperature, dude. They send out 
uh, you know, surveys and all kind of shit, dude. Like they not, it's too much money on the line to be guessing. So this is a way for them to check the temperature list. They, I guarantee, they all in the comments checking. I guarantee they all on Twitter searching the name, see if it's trending and, and if it's trending and for what. And so I, I, I think you make your next move now at based off of that. But it is a good project, though. That fuck you mean banging. That Rodeo Drive is banging. Uh, that Back to the Moon is tough. It's some good. It's some good songs. Like I can't even front. And I again, so I'm not the, the biggest Gunner fan at all. And I was mm-hmm. like, I found myself kind of mm-hmm. riding to him. Like, oh, okay, this shit hit. So the thought process of the label would be, if you can make an album like this by yourself, then we would fund another one that may even get more recognition. Yeah, we'll see what the numbers say when it, you know at the end of the day, how many streams for real it got. Yeah. Cause it's definitely still on the YSL and that barcode that that clock that Young Thug shared. Uh, Gunner tweeted he he reposted it. So I mean, I, I, I mean, for whatever you, that's worth, wouldn't you? If you was Gunner, yeah, I get. Who, who knows if that even who, if he's running right. the account? Exactly. Yeah, I know. All right, man. Next, moving on to the weekly quick hits. AB, your man, he Drake. He wanted to narrate narrate. Kanye's genius Netflix documentary that was so popular. This was shot down by Kanye West at the last minute. You being a big stand of both guys, how do you think this would have made the documentary even better or just as it was? Oh, this is hard to judge considering the documentary was complete flame, specifically episode one and two. Episode three was just okay, but one and two were superb. Um, so I don't see it being better than superb. So I'm going to say they made the right choice, although I can understand why Drake would think that that would be epic. Um, this was like literally the last week that it was supposed to be available. <clears throat> he was trying to, he was like, yo, let me narrate it. And, and if you remember, Kanye put out a tweet of a text that was going to say Drake narrate my joint or whatever the case, but he deleted it and, and it never happened, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Drake thought it would have been a big deal for the culture, of course, because they got an on again, off again, friendship, love, hate. I don't know what the fuck they got going on, but Drake wanted to make a moment for the culture. And I actually respect the fact that that was the thought process that he was going with. Now, is there a little bit of make the moment more about me and let me insert myself into this? Nah, maybe so. But he is true that it would have been a moment but it didn't need it. Kanye's documentary of him talking shit in 1998 about how he's going to be the, the next big thing and then turning out to be Kanye is enough of a moment. So uh, it, it didn't necessarily need it. It would have been interested to hear, though, because Drake is a good actor. And so he, I have no doubt he would have been able to narrate it and, and done just fine. It wouldn't have been a distraction. It wouldn't have been Nas on belly. He wouldn't have sounded like him. But I'm glad he didn't do it. Shout <laughs> the Nas on Bell. Man, that was a play from Drake, and yeah, that was a play from Drake. Kanye seen that shit coming from a mile away. Like nigga, you ain't gonna put your name and your voice all over my shit, nigga. That I'm making for the culture, and now you tying yourself into it. This is probably Kanye's problem that he had with Drake in the first place. Like he was always scared of him taking over or scared of him being right on his heels as far as making hits. So now I'm going to let you narrate my fucking documentary. No, thank you, my nigga. Like LeBron can't narrate Michael Jordan's last dance. Like if LeBron had hit Jordan, I'd be like, man, let me, I know you did last dance. Let me redo it. And let me put my like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. You know, get, the, get lost. 
Drake is a beast though because I I don't know if he thought that he would get that off or he thought that nobody would see that coming. But a nigga like Kanye, who's always been skeptical of Drake's like being on his tail anyway, there's no way that I would have seen him letting this get off because it's means more for Drake than it does for Kanye. Like mm. if I'm the nigga that you calling, I feel like you said because Drake is a good actor. Like bro, he's yeah. he does this shit. He would have made that shit probably even better. And now it's tied into like, man, you heard the version with Drake versus have you just seen my documentary? Like, no, nigga, I'm not letting you in on this. I'm not giving you any credit for this, nigga. This is my documentary, especially like knowing how Kanye thinks. So, yeah, I couldn't see this happening at all. It would have been dope. It would have been dope to see her here one time, just like to have a be a like. It would have been dope even more so not him narrating it, but almost like they do in sports when you have the Manning cast. If you could have Drake like sitting there looking at it, talking to one of his homeboys and whatnot and just getting that feedback as it's playing, yeah. something like a Manning cast type thing, I think that would have been fire as well. Yeah. No, I'm, not cool. you, I'm, not, yeah I'm not letting you get the fuck out of here, nigga. It would have been something like a director's cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when a like director that. be talking over that. Now that'd have been cool. I'd have, that would have yeah, been dope too. Not no official version though. Like yeah. get the fuck out of here. Nigga. Nah, I actually I ain't mad at that because because if there was another version, they did this with um, they did this with Justice League. They had the full mm-hmm. unedited like three and a half hour long cut on HBO, and people were like, "Damn, this shit hitting way harder." That's, that mm-hmm. would have been cool if you would have had the Drake either narrating or the Drake commentary version. In addition to the regular one, that would have been kind of dope. Right. But yes, had he put his name on this and it ended up being fire, you better believe people would have been giving Drake credit for the documentary being fire and, and Never kind of living that hated down. that. Never living that down, nigga. The fact. Uh, next up, man, another day, another list. Rolling Stone has released their 100 greatest East Coast songs list. It's Rolling Stone. It's rap. It's bound to be controversial. Um, I'm going to run through the top 10 and we'll see if they got this right this time. Remember last time we talked about Rolling Stone and List, it was the top 100 West Coast songs. Um, Number 10 greatest rap East Coast songs of all time is Bobby Shmurda High, nigga. Stop. Stop right there. That's impossible. Number nine. That is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) What? Bobby Smurda is a top 10. I ain't even an East Coast rap fan, bro. Like, what are we talking about? That's number, crazy. That's nuts. Number nine is Lauren Hill, Lost Ones. Number eight is Mob Deep, Shook Ones. Uh, number seven, De La Soul, Plug Tuning. Number six, Jay-Z, So Ghetto. Wow. I tried to put that on in the barbershop this weekend, and niggas told me to cut that off. East Coast rap fans. Wow. That's it's crazy. not, it shouldn't be the, well, huh, let me see what else. Eric, number five, Eric B and Rakim. Eric B is president. Number four, The Message, Grandmaster Flash, of course. Number three, Juicy, B.I.G. Number two, Public Enemy, Rebel Without a Pause. And number one is Wu-Tang Clan, Cream. So the best Jay-Z song of all time is So Ghetto? Wow. That's crazy. Is that I the most what? East Coast one? Like, is that? Uh, I mean, because that's, that's DJ Premier on the beat. Maybe that's it then. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's still. That's it's still. It's still crazy, though. Wow. Anything on here stand yeah. out to you? I'm not a big East Coast fan. I got on it late. Like, I believe you and Jay may have introduced me to East Coast music. Um, but, yeah, like, I can't believe that DMX don't got nothing in the top 10. Yeah. If we're going to put, like, if we're going to put Hot Nigga that high, I feel like Bodak Yellow 
would have been in front of that. Like if we doing those type of songs, that was number fourteen. I see that at fourteen right here. It made me think of it. For me, the ultimate East Coast song is uh, "If I Rule the World." Yeah, like, I just remember that coming up, like being like that night, that same song continuously playing on Rap City. Um, what is it? Protect your neck, Wu Tang. Okay, yeah. I can't believe like that. That to me is more East Coast than Cream. Uh, like really, I had to. Yeah, protect your neck is one of them. Like I had to go back. And then have you watched the Wu Tang series? Like no. I like the the how it got the how it snowballed and like people calling in and shit for it. Like that was fire as well. Mm. But yeah, I think maybe that has more about lore than it do the actual songs. But I'm the wrong nigga to be judging an East Coast list. But this is some slaw. I don't understand how. So all about the Benjamins is twenty. I that's I can I can see something like that. Like Pop Smoke Dior eighteen over Benjamins. Uh, and that's, I I'm, and I fuck with Pop Smoke. That's huh? insane. Why would that be? Like, <laughs> bro, stop, drop, set up like the Rough Riders anthem. What are we talking about, bro? Like yeah, it ain't top 10? That, bro, that's weird. There's it, some weird shit on here. I'm not going to lie. It's some weird shit on here. Rappers Delight like 32. We going to make it 34. Uh, What's Lost Ones? Is that the Lauren Hill? Is that the famous Lauren Hill song? Yeah. Lost. I mean, she got a couple, though. Young and May, ooh, number 43. That's cool. Bruh. Lean back. So hold on. Lean back is 48. But Pop Smoke Dior made the top 20. <laughs> like, what am I missing, dude? Yeah, like uh, Juicy. I mean, not Juicy, but uh, One More Chance remix. We talking about East Coast songs? Like, bro, what are we like? What? <laughs> what are we talking about, bro? Slam Yo, Onyx is that on here? Did you see? Did you see Slam Onyx on here? Uh, I don't, but I see Naughty by Nature. OPP is one hundred. That's crazy. That's disrespectful, really. They have Wale on here. Yeah, I saw that Pretty Girl. That's crazy. Yeah, is that we count that as East Coast? I, mean, I guess. Oh boy, being number thirty. What do you think about that? I'm not a fan. You know, I'm not a fan of that song. That's crazy. I don't really like that song like that, bro. How is it? It's possible? just okay. No, not old boy. I, and I and I fuck with Cam old boy. strong. You talking about a different old boy? <laughs> talking I don't fuck about with that song the, like that. What about Dipset Anthem? Yeah, that's the shit though. Should that be on there? Okay, gotcha. Ah oh, man, freeway what we do number eighty. Where is balling at, dude? Jim John. Mm. Like, come on, Bruh. Don't yeah. even do that. Yeah, no. Nah, like yeah. that has to be on here. Nah, Jim Jones ain't making it. If if OPP is 100, then Jim Jones balling didn't make it. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. That's crazy. Because Azalea Banks has a song on here. Lil Uzi Vert, EXO Tour Life, 64. You didn't hear me say Azalea Banks has a song on here. Dude. I don't even know. I didn't even know she rapped. I ain't even going to hold you. I just thought she was a person that just existed from the internet. I didn't even know what she did. I Spice Munch, number 60? <laughs> That's crazy. How much they pay to get her right there? Hey, man. Hey. How much did they pay to get her right there? That I Spice PR. Whoever is PR for I Spice they is PR of the thing. century. Yeah. They legends. Whoever doing that is a legend. Yeah. They just doing this I Spice shit for recreation. Like, this Dude. ain't even, their career is made already. Whoever Dipset Anthem, that. 56. Mm. Eh. Made you look, 95. 
Wow. Uh, Roddy cool. Rebel and Bobby Smurda having two songs on them. This is crazy. That, that computers. Even though I fuck with that, that computers was banging though. It However, was, but top one hundred East Coast songs of all time. They don't need two songs on here though. <laughs> Every song on Ready to Die can be put on up in forties though. Bobby Smurda on the list the twice is insane. That's insane, nigga. Woo. Um, what was Fifty's highest one? Uh, Wangster. Yeah, Wangster mm-hmm. was on there. I, 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 I maybe in the forties, I think. Right. I could be wrong, but it's on here though. Hmm. That feels disrespectful. Where your man's at, Fat Joe? Ooh. You said lean back. Yeah, lean back was on there. That that lean back was forty eight. Dreams and nightmares intro fifty seven. Man, bro, Jesus, this list is atrocious. Yeah, fabulous it, cuffing season. What? Fabulous. Oh, Wankster was Breathe. 36. Should be on here. Breathe should 100% song. be on here. Like, Breathe not being on here is a fucking criminal. That's crazy. Nah. That's, that's, a, a, that's a wild ass list right there. I, I would love to see them. You think they do the South? Oh, I'm sure it's coming. If they did West Coast and they did East Coast, we can, we can bet the South that. and Midwest are coming soon. I can't wait to see that one. Next wait. All right, man. The number one. All right. Billboard just released their stats, AB. And there has not been a hip hop number one song or album on Billboard for the first time in 30 years. Hopefully, Killer Michael changed that. But is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal that no hip hop songs? Or albums have been number one on Billboard this year. It's no deal. I think people are no making deal a little at all. Yeah, no. You could I, all of the people who were used to seeing go number one all have legitimate reasons why they haven't released this year yet. Either they released last year or they got something coming soon. Travis Scott hasn't dropped yet. It's coming soon. But Nigga, there's a uh, rule change that they waiting on too, right? For the bundling shit. There's a bundling know. rule change. Yeah, there's a bundling rule change that Billboard or whatever, whoever counting sound, whoever counts the records, like you know how they changed it from that bundle shit yep. a couple of years ago? They're yep. changing it back. And they're saying that that's the reason why music has been so slow for hip hop. Nobody wants to drop, leave those sales on the table per se. Now that makes sense. But if you look, Look at the usual suspects. Travis Scott, Utopia is coming soon. He's been promoting it lately. Drake just dropped last year, so he's not going to drop again two months later. Nigga, all of the usual last suspects. Little Baby dropped last year. Anybody that normally does numbers. Cardi B is Lauren Hill now, so she's not even dropping anymore. Like all of the usual suspects. Kanye's canceled, we think. I don't know. Like. J. Cole is prepping his new shit. The fall off should be coming soon, but it's not coming. It's not here now. So everybody who is usually on the top of Billboard hasn't come out yet. Now, what I would be worried is if all those people we just named came out this year and there was no number one uh, album or song, then niggas need to be worried because that means they put out some bullshit. Kendrick dropped last year. Like, you know, like, all these people that we're naming who would traditionally do numbers and be known as billboard artists, they either came out last year or they're about to come out. So this is, this is no deal in my opinion for that reason. But you had have, you have had drops from big artists like dirt. He just dropped 
money bag yo i think is considered a fairly large artist in today's terms how many number ones does money bag yo have dude i was about to ask you that does he have any do you, do you know him having any number ones i can look it up while you talking him dirt uh killer mike I, I know he doesn't have number ones either but i i think where people would pose the question is are you worried about hip-hop because maybe in previous years when people like this dropped they were able to get number one solely based on the popularity of the genre. And now your man Trippy Red came out and said something about this because he was responding to something that happened on a podcast or whatnot. And they were saying essentially what we've talked about before, that there are no superstars stepping up in hip hop, taking it to the next generation. So with that being said, you have Latin music that's surpassed hip hop right now and country music is on a resurgence as far as the more popular brands. We talked about for a long time on this podcast over the last 10 years, how hip hop was the most popular brand of music. And it seems that that is not the case anymore. Again, Bad Bunny and Latin music and country. Uh, what's the nigga name that was on Dirk album? Waylon, that Waylon, whatever the fuck his name is. Morgan, Morgan. Uh, Wait, Morgan Waylon, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is. People like that are smashing the game and there's nobody in hip hop that's coming close to them. That's where they the concern lies. They haven't dropped yet, dude. There's people in hip hop that come close to those people. Their names are Drake. Their, their names are J. Cole, Kendrick, and Kanye, dude. And Drake playing around dropping dance albums. Travis Scott just got 100 people killed at his last concert. <laughs> like so like like th there is something to say about the absence of those people though right like you're just saying just because they had they dropped an album last year that we ain't going to hear from them yeah they have reasons why they haven't dropped that's that's what i'm saying when travis scott drops it's gonna go number one we we go ahead and put that we can go ahead and put that in stone right now will killer might go number one who knows travis scott will <laughs> like that so period. you're saying that there's some people coming down the line that you pretty Absolutely. sure are going to change that Absolutely. and that one being travis scott okay for sure, and that. to and to be to clear up, Moneybag Yo, his uh his album A Gangster's Pain, twenty twenty one went number one. Yeah. So yeah, you go. Shout out to him. I did not know that nigga was this signed year. to Rock Nation, Bread Gang, Endless, CMG, and Interscope. That's five labels for anyone keep score at home. That's his label. Uh, Bread Gang is yeah. yeah the other weird. four are not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, shit. I mean, he dropped the album this year. I wonder how hard it how, and I know Dirk got a number one. I would have thought that Dirk would have got to number one. <laughs> Come oh on, yeah, stop. I think the um, like, I think stop, the single bro. did go number one. Okay, I thought it you did. Laughing like Dirk ain't like a fucking yeah, star. Like, come on, yeah, he's not a star though. We're not gonna do that. Dirk, no, well, Dirk is definitely a star. Stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> so um, is Money Bag. Yo, obviously. Uh, he, all my life went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it didn't go. Uh, it went, it went number one on the hot hip hop and R and B song. It didn't go number one on the top two hundred or on the hot one hundred. It went number two. That last album probably went number one, right? That seven two two. Ain't nobody listening to that shit. Ain't nobody listening to that shit. It definitely went number one. And you're <laughs> you talking about the almost. So, I mean, nah, not this one. It just came out. Like you have. Artists that have had so to you saying that it didn't happen. Artists that have had number one records have dropped. They just didn't make it number one. Okay, so yeah, Dirk, no, you're right. Man. Dirk, Dirk's last one uh, that came out last year, seventy two twenty. That did go number one. Yeah, for that sure, number one in that money bag. So yeah, right. I mean, but it, it like you said, it has to be bigger names now. 
Yeah. Since like, which may be a problem. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, give it, give it, give it three more months. We'll see what we'll see. and let let a couple let Wayne and a couple other people come out. Then we'll see. Let him and them come out. Him and them come out and don't go don't go number one. Yeah, I was gonna say Travis Scott. Niggas have to break the fire alarm. I'm glad I said Travis Scott don't go number one. Like nigga, you start ringing the alarm. Something wrong. That's nah, a fact. Um, speaking of something wrong, your man Boosie is in high water. Man, he was locked up on a gun possession charge allegedly after an IG live showed him in possession of a gun. Um. <laughs> Allegedly, also a Math Hoffa interview has surfaced where his last appearance on Math Hoffa with him talking about who in the crew takes charges when things happen in X, Y, and Z. My question is: Has Boosie been a little too public with his interview appearances lately? No, because he's an entertainer. I don't think that Boosie's a gangster. I don't think. Well, again, I'm not saying that to take anything away from his credibility. I just don't think that he participates in that lifestyle anymore to where he would have to be worried about his visibility and what he says on camera. I think that he thinks that he carries himself in a way where he's careful enough to cover up what he does do to where I can go and I can be bootsy and I can make money off being an outrageous personality. Now, will that offend people who are going to have a hard on for you? And even if you think you move in the right way, they're going to find the smallest things to lock you up for it. And yes, that does happen. Like you go have a state charges drop in the feds, picked it up because they may be looking for publicity, maybe reelection. I don't know what the case may be. Maybe uh, it's just based on previous record where the feds would pick up his case. But it's not just because he's being visible. It's more so because... I mean, he might just get on some people's nerves, bro. And that's possible. Like, people could have a hard-on for him that are in high-ranking positions to see this or have got whims of this or don't listen to all of it, listen to bits and pieces of it, and now I want to lock him up. All of those things can happen. And when you're a felon to get caught with a gun five to 15 years, which is what he's facing, yeah. it's ugly out here. Like, yeah, 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 it ain't too much you can do. But I don't think hiding or not being on any one of these shows – would have prevented this from happening. I feel like had this been a Vlad clip, nigga's story would change, but I'll let that slide. Um, <laughs> yeah, for details. Vlad, the police. Vlad would have called them when he walked out. Yeah, he was just hey, saying, talking about the gun. I think they got him in the truck. Y'all pull up now, y'all can catch him. The, the tone the tone of this conversation would be completely different had they been <laughs> Vlad and not Math Hoffle. Let's be very Amen. clear. But he's doing the same shit on there. They're asking the same type of questions. But really? Lucy... Was at a hearing in San Diego for a a, a gun charge that he had in May. Those charges were dismissed, but then when he walked outside, they the feds got him for felony possession of a firearm because of an Instagram video. Um, when he had it, he was on Instagram Live. Uh, Instagram Live is getting jammed up out here. Him add him to the John Morant and all that bullshit. Um, but no, on a serious note, I don't think that the interviews had anything to do with it. Um. I don't think him being more public necessarily may have had anything to do with it, but I knew this was serious when he tweet he sent the tweet out about apologizing to his kids. Um, that was because at first I was like, "What's the big deal?" But then when he put that, that kind of changed the tone of it. That made it seem like it's more serious than maybe you know I personally had thought initially. Um, I you said he facing five to fifteen. That's insane. Felling, yeah, felling with a firearm. They caught him with two guns in San Diego. And in catching him with those two guns, of course, like, and, and again, I'm sure he has good legal representation in a lot of ways that this could play out. 
uh, even with the clip on IG, that's a prop. Like there, I can say that's a prop gun. There's no way that they can prove it. Ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like I can say my lawyer, if I got a good lawyer, like this is a prop for a video. What are y'all talking about? Now, when you have the two people that got caught, well, excuse me, you have the guns, the two guns that he got caught with. There are other people in the car. The interesting yep. thing becomes now is, are they going to let those people take those charges or are they going to stick them on Boosie? Because if they do stick them on Boosie, that's when you get the five to 15 because he is a felon and they're not supposed to have firearms, ammunition, anything like that. And then in California, you're not supposed to have them anyway. Mm. So those are the things that you deal with. And then you talked about the state. The state will drop a case if the feds are paying. Well, the feds and the state, how it works is if the state has a case that the feds feel like that they would do a better job in prosecuting then they, the state, will drop the case and the feds will pick it up because they have a higher conviction rate. Yeah. More money to you. So, like, if the state ain't got enough money and they like, oh, we're going to drop it, fuck it, it's just, we'll make them pay a fine, the feds can't come in and be like, nah, we want to take this shit to trial. Like, I, think it's, fair, I think it's fed. I think it's fed now, though. Up. It definitely is. They, the, the state dropped the case, and that's when he yeah. went in and they dropped the case, they threw it out or whatnot. But, again, the feds can take a look at the case. Usually they're working with the state, though. So the state knew that they was going to pick it up when they Clearly. dropped it, which is probably why they dropped it, so... Yeah, Long that's road ahead. Yeah, he probably looking at maybe two or three years of fighting this in and out of court. He'll probably get bail here pretty soon. Had to go back and forth to court. I, I couldn't. I, I honestly could not see him doing five years behind this. It really? should be there. Should be too many fail safe things in place from the way that Boosie talk. Like from having a good lawyer to having people that's going to take this charge. Like it's, it should be so much stuff in place. Like it's yes, it's going to be an inconvenience for the next two to three years, but I couldn't see him going to jail for five years behind this. Do you do you think him selling his Rolls Royce was co a coincidence? Because he 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 was incarcerated and it posted on his IG page Rolls Royce coming for sale two hundred forty thousand cash only. They said that may have been an older post, like just oh, okay. resurfaced. Uh, but yeah, yeah, when niggas yeah, when niggas get locked up, it's a fire sale. So I could see that absolutely. Yeah, but I think he got more money than that though. Like he should be good, but you, bro, yeah. Hey, that's a quick two forty though. Yeah. For the record, uh, a twenty twenty three model is three fifty. Anybody wondering how much a rose? How cut? much was that one? I mean, what year was that one? It didn't say. <laughs> he didn't say what year. He just said it was two forty. What niggas DMing him on the inquiries for that though? Like what nigga got two fifty cash? Hey, trust me, somebody looking for a Rolls Royce color at a that's a that's a steal, quote unquote. Absolutely, it's somebody, crazy. somebody saw that. I don't need no financing or nothing. I got the two fifty. I'm gonna pull up. It's crazy. I'm looking for one of them. They Mark Cuban. Somebody. I've been looking at one of them. That's a white one. Two two fifty cash. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Thanks. Yeah. All right, man. Your man, Gucci, man, he's been out promoting a brand new album called A Breath of Fresh Air. He says following the murders of Dirk and uh, the guy that was on his label. Dirk? And, what? Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. Dolph. Damn. Damn. Following the murder of Dolph, the guy that was on his label. What's his name? You remember him? Uh, Big Scar. Big Scar. I mean, he didn't. He and, wasn't murdered, but he died. Yeah. And Takeoff. He said that has gave him a new reflection on life and he wanted to stop highlighting highlighting his ops and highlight murder and things in his album and wanted it to be a breath of fresh air and hopefully that would be a 
leading of the new generation of things to come. What say you, AB, do you think that Gucci Mane could pull this off? I mean, yeah, he can, he can, well, here's the thing. Gucci Mane's music is not relevant in 2023. Um, oh, it just not, it just doesn't have the same impact. Um, it, I'd be interested to listen to it though. I, this will make, I would check for this now more than I would if this was Gucci Mane, East Atlanta, Santa five, and it was just the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't, I would skip that. Now I'm interested to hearing it. Uh, but do I see like this making a big wave with the culture overall? To be honest, not really. Although I did like the song that he had about Dolph. I thought that was super dope. Um, and I and I know he talked about the he had the other song about not naming ops anymore. I thought that shit was dope too. Actually, it was a good song. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see this having a huge impact. But I respect Gucci in this space that he's in. Um, this is what makes Jay Z so relevant. Still, he's always rapped at the level that he was at. And it does no, it does not make sense for Gucci Man to be married with two kids, living in a high-rise mansion, dude, and like wherever the fuck that he lives at, living the good life and rapping about ops. And so it, it it doesn't make at some point it doesn't hit the same. And it's probably been that way for several years now, but people just they have themselves in a box and they think that they have to fit into what they maybe came up on 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they never evolved musically. He's evolving musically, and that's, I, that's so that's kudos to him. And I, he'll get a stream out of me. I'm gonna check for it. Um, so, but I don't think it's gonna make an overall impact on the game. What about you? I'm not sure because the first thought that I would have is, yeah, of course, his music is not as relevant as it once was. But we always talk about. We even did a show on the Gucci Man effect. He is one of those rappers who guys look up to. Even with the new, he got a new single out with Little Baby on it. Yeah, uh, like. So I think that the guys who are popular right now still do hold some sort of respect for him. So if Lil Baby hear him rapping like that, what does that mean in turn for Lil Baby? Or the niggas from the Migos or anyone in his label or Dirk. And we've criticized him for the people that he's had on his label all being in jail or getting murdered and killed. So what does it mean for them now hearing him have a more positive positive outlook with his music? So... From a sense of us as fans, how impactful will it be or how many people will check for it? You're right. Not that many. But I would be eager to see the people who like are under that wing of Gucci, man, how that affects their music. If they see Big Homie doing it this way now, are they going to change what they do or is it still the same old shit? That's what that's I'd be most point. interested to see. That's a, and that's I, a good I, point. I, I, and I like you. I do want to hear this. I wouldn't have like I would have scrolled right past this and not listened to one song had I not gotten this information about what he was trying to do. But now, like you said, I see that he's I want to know what that sounds like. Yeah. You know, what I mean? I'm so. intrigued. Um, I see the cover is him and his wife and they're holding their two kids and they're both in black tie. Up here, uh, they're both they're both in black tie um, fits. I respect it. Um, but you're right. If he's going to influence anybody, it's going to be. Uh, peers or or younger peers that look up to him mm-hmm. so and then who knows maybe from there like you know it, uh, dirt just did it with the j cole record yeah maybe he's like almost people start to switch trying a to do bit. it yeah absolutely you never know i love it um real quick man before we hit these wins and these losses your man tiger uh there's a clip going around of tiger in the studio <laughs> man he's sampling ice ice baby my question is simple that song was a hit way back when does Tiger have a possible another hit on his hands, or was this a complete miss? Um, I think we're gonna look up a month or two from now, and just like with the Brack City shit and all the other shit that sneaks up on us from Tiger, and you're like, damn, Tiger Slick got him one. You'll see the same thing here. 
he can do this once every two years. He got the, the like the song is there. It was already a hit, as you said. Tweak it a little bit, add the nigga that you friends with is really popular in LA, whether it be, I don't know, fucking Ty Dollar sign. Let's say he get Tyler the creator or somebody on there, then boom, there you go. Tiger got another hit. So yeah, I think it's gonna work for him. The song is already established. A very easy layup for him. Yeah. I mean, the the clip was very short. And actually, it cut off before the beat really could kind of kick in. Well, so I'm going to reserve yeah. judgment until I hear the whole song. But it's not looking good. Um, <laughs> it's not looking good at all. Not even going to hold you. Vanilla Ice was corny when he came out. The song was big. We all know that. But this might be a reach. You never know. Tiger does have a handful that do go. You know what I'm saying? Got as, as they, Tiger got some slaps. Now. He got some. Yeah, he got some bops. I can't even front. But like... This right here might be a reach, though. He's going to need Icy Hot for this reach. Shoulder going to be all out of whack, nigga. We're going to see how that works. But I'm not, I ain't got my hopes up, though, man. I ain't got my hopes up. I don't got my hopes up, but I can see it happen. Two, three weeks from now, we come back on here, man. Like, you're Tiger, all right, man. You listen to that song. Like, everybody. Oh, now, if he, now, if he got like Ty Dollar Sign or Chris Brown on the hook or something, then that, he right. got the cheek like, hope I can like see that. it happening, right. Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah. All through summer league is what they playing for the damn commercials is that Tiger and the Ice Ice Baby shit. That'd be nuts. Facts. All right, man, we got some wins and some losses before we get out of here, A.B. The first win or a loss goes to my man, Snowman. Y'all guys have seen the interview floating around online over the past two weeks. Jeezy said, and I quote, every day for two years I went to Subway, I got the sandwich, the chips, the drink, and the cookie for two bucks. Now, Jeezy was trying to speak to his discipline, A.B., of staying locked in, saving his money, and only spending two bucks on a meal per day. But the internet called Cap. Is it a win or a loss? <laughs> he said he got all of that shit from $2. <laughs> First of all, you're not going to make me believe that you got one of everything that Subway has to offer for $2. Like, bro, no, never when Jared was there. Jared didn't get that deal. Jared, that was definitely when Jared playing. <laughs> Like nobody got that shit, dog. So I'm gonna say no. Uh, I'm not, I'm gonna say this is a W though because the 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 principle still stands. Yeah, he may have misspoke oh, with the dollar amount. He could have said five dollars and nobody would have batted an eye. It, that would have been more accurate. But the that does stand. I remember when we first moved out here, nigga it was Little Caesars, nigga splitting that bitch, and we had to eat that Let's motherfucker go. for two days, nigga. That's, that's how right. it be, nigga. Absolutely. So I get it. I, that's my story is not gonna be it costs two dollars for the little season. It's gonna stay. It was five. Like let's <laughs> not make five. this shit. Up. Nice try, Jeezy. But when you're doing interviews and shit, man, you misspeak. It's it's not the biggest deal in the world, but he clearly didn't mean two dollars. That was cap. I'm not even as mad as the Jeezy for saying that because clearly he might have misspoke. But it was people online actually, no, no, he right though. I used to get the same meal. No, no, no you didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't. I've indulged in all the broke meals, nigga. I've been there. And $2, like, I would have knew, nigga, if it was a $2 Subway deal where you're getting the chips and the drink and the cookie and the six cents, bro. Stop. It never happened. It It was never never a time in life where it happened, bro. It wasn't. $2? And then you got to have $5 to go to Subway. Like, at least. You've always had to have $5 to go to Subway, bro. That's the barrier of entry. That's the barrier. Yeah, that's the bare minimum, bro. Bro, you can get the subway for less than two dollars. You can get the foot long for five, or you can get the six inch meal for five. Which one do you want? Which what, what you want to do? You want a long sandwich or you want the sides? What you want to do, dude? You got chips at home? You got Kool Aid? 
All right, you already on deck. Just get you the foot long. Uh, you ain't got nothing at the crib. Go on and get the meal and stretch it out. Eat the chips later. Run the sandwich right now, bro. I didn't been there, but you didn't get it for $2, Jesus. You didn't. I promise you, bro. You did not happen. And I love you and everything, though, man. It didn't happen, bro. Yeah. All right, man. Next win or loss is Juvie is having a 400 degrees anniversary show, AB. But it's in New York City. New York City, we need that pace picante drop right there. Like, Facts. what is that a win or a loss? That's an L. It's an L, man. He uh, Juvie, you you already didn't know what Tiny Desk was, and niggas had to be like, bro, no, 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 do that. You need to do that. He's like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Somebody told him to do an anniversary concert. Thank you. You forgot to tell him he needs to do it in the South at least. At least like, in the South, dude. Like, what are you doing? Unless you're trying to sell out MSG, which that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Why are you not in the South with this, bro? Like, that nigga come on, man. Did this in Houston. He yeah, I ain't even saying it gotta be Louisiana. It, he could have did it in Atlanta. He could have did that shit in Orlando, Miami, nigga, Tampa, anywhere. But been Charlotte, York, bro. Like, come <laughs> on, like, yeah. Nigga, you could have did that shit in Charleston, South Carolina, dude. Like, what? We, what? Why would you do this in New York? Just yeah. setting yourself up for that. Maybe the bag or the promoter was what he wanted it to be, man. Somebody ain't asking for their money back on the show, but that's that's crazy. Would you go to that at Fox yeah. though? Absolutely. Yeah, I was just listening to that four hundred degrees in the barbershop over the weekend. It was some. Ironically, it was a nigga from New York that he was talking about. Um, how that was the first shit from down south that he fucked with and he was listening he said uh he couldn't figure out what it was and it was at upt off at 400 mm. degrees he was like niggas was going crazy he said he was mm. about 12 or 13 when they came out and he said niggas in brooklyn this shit was going crazy for that was the first mm. nigga they ever fucked with from the south it might go up then that new york show might go up then it might but it still ain't gonna hit like that motherfucker would have hit down here in the a or new orleans or anywhere Facts. down here all right, man, last winner or loss, your man's Kendrick Lamar obviously is trolling on IG, rocking the epitome of what makes your blood boil the most, A.B. Kendrick is on here in fake J's, bro. He's trying to make it a trend. Is that a winner or a loss? This is a <laughs> win because Kendrick has a burner Instagram that is hilarious, dude. And this was one of the pictures trying on fake Jordans in the little bodega in New York or wherever the fuck he was. That shit was hilarious, dude. I'm not going to lie. This was funny. This was good. This was a very nice troll. He was rocking him. I know his feet were killing him. In there. Tore up. Bro, bunions and some more shit. But this is a W because this this was, this was a good troll. I'm not going to lie. This was funny. Yeah, it was a good troll. Um, W because, I mean, he ain't known as for fashion anyway. Like, uh, like you know, ain't, niggas not shouldn't be, like, shocked that Kendrick Lamar is doing that or trolling in that sense. So, yeah, I say it's a W as well because it got the people to talk. People are talking about Kendrick Lamar with the Hillbilly song, with this, the fake burn or whatnot. So it keeps me interested in what he's doing next for the PG Lang shit. So I'm here. That's a I'm fact. Real quick, what we man. We got for our own decker of the week. Week, we, week. We're going to um, we're going to YouTube, man. Shout Bakari. If we had to put a rapper against himself in a versus, like Wayne said, how about Rockefeller Hove versus Rock Nation Hove? Mm. I ain't mad at that. I, like I think that. Rockefeller Hove might get him though, but I'm not mad at it because just because he got more. Rock Nation Hove got the bigger hits though. Like that's running his town. No, that's true. 
Yeah. SP. <laughs> that's that like New York. The auto tune. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. They but they got but but, like but Rockefeller Hope got the classic albums. That's Black Album, that's Blueprint, yeah, that's yeah. Reasonable Doubt. That's, that's American Gangster, I think. Versus what are y'all doing? There's so many opportunities, bro. <laughs> I was just thinking about this when we were talking the other day, bro. To kick it back off, what they should do is the easiest shit, like what got copied from us so many times, the versus bracket challenge. Like yeah. if they do that in April or March, like a nigga got to, like you do eight rappers and you got to make your way through. That'll be hard. Play the same songs or play different songs. However you make your way through the round, my nigga, you just got to win the round. Like they got like eight like prominent rappers to do that in March or some shit. That'll be fire. I agree. Niggas will be tuning in and talking about that every week. Versus my email is on the site. Holler at us. <laughs> we'll let you know. But um, what you got to put us on this week, AB? Uh, to the movies, man. Blackening recommended. Better than I expected. Check, go check that out. Uh, Flash was just okay. I ain't gonna hold you, but I'm not big on DC movies and on TV. Check out Hulu's Saint X, the little mini series. I think it was only eight episodes. It's pretty good, kind of like a Who Done It type joint. You know, that's right up my alley. Pretty good. Those are my Saint put ons for the weekend. Yes, sir. I'm gonna double down because I really want people to experience this movie. I liked it. I'm not a big movie buff as you are. I go every now and then if something catches my attention, and the blackening did. The blackening caught my attention. If you can, man, go to a popular theater in your area where black people will be there. That adds to the experience, the interaction. It's a very interactive movie. Leave some lines out there for the niggas to say in the audience and shit. So it's 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 a very good experience. Like you said, it, the movie was better than I expected. The experience made it even better. Singing along with some of the shit and stuff. That was really dope. So the Blackening was a dope movie, man. Y'all go check that out. If you were on the fence, it, it is worth going to check out. Absolutely. And skip that idol on HBO. Don't even worry oh, about it. Oh, Jesus, Don't even worry about man. it. I'm going to try to make it through six episodes. It, I'm going to try it's, it's the epitome of mid. Not even gonna lie to you. I'm hot about it too. I thought the weekend dumb had a one. It dumb mid too. Oh, shit ain't nothing. Um, until the next time, guys, do us a favor. YouTube.com slash on deck TV show. Leave a comment, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not, man. It's the on deck TV show. As you said, we are out. Yes, sir.